when I played Varsity Cup, I was doing my honours in accounting. So whether I liked it or not, I had that balance. Um, and then when I moved on to um, my articles, I played professional rugby for the Lions and had to complete my articles. So whether I liked it or not, I, I, I had that balance. You're listening to the Match Kit Cast with me, Ben Karpinski, bringing you closer to the athletes on the matchkit.co platform. Now, as rugby fans, we've been quite frustrated during this COVID lockdown period. We haven't been able to watch our boys play rugby. You know, we've just won the World Cup in 2019. It was going to be a massive year in 2020. So I feel for myself in this regard as a fan, and I feel for fellow fans. But I tell you what, I feel a lot more for the actual players out there who have been setting their sights on another big season, but they've been very much sidelined. I'm chatting to Chris Fonsale today, a Western province and Stormers stalwart with over 100 caps to both teams and very much someone who is doing so much more than just playing the game as a rugby professional. Chris, thanks so much for joining us today. Ben, thanks very much for having me. It's great to, um, great to chat. Uh, Chris, you, you seem to live the life. I mean, you're in Cape Town. It's a great place to be. Obviously, <laughs> playing, playing for Western Province, playing for the Stormers. You know, you've had a great career to this point. Where did it all really kind of begin for you? Like, like were, were you just your average sort of talented kid who was much bigger than the rest and you decided this was a game you wanted to pursue? So, Ben, I, I was definitely, I was basically the opposite of that. Um, I was uh, a late developer. You know, when I was left school, rugby was far from... Um, one of my main goals that I wanted to achieve, it was all about going to university, um, having a, a great time, but trying to get a degree as well. Um, and I set off uh, to Stellenbosch um, and basically only got involved, you know, always played for the courses. And, and I suppose it was at university that I, I started to see that there was potential for something more than just, um, you know, just a, just a, a fun game that I, that I would play with mates. Um, and, and I suppose um, a turning point was me, for me was Varsity Cup. And, and not for the reasons that it, it turns for most people. I wasn't picked up for a contract there. I didn't have an unbelievable season. Um, in fact, I, I think I played six games in total. But what it did give me was give me a taste of what the professional setup would look like. Um, and... And I suppose by that stage, I'd also grown into my body a little bit better. I was, I was more developed. Um, and then I decided that, that I made the decision after playing Varsity Cup in my final year at Stellenbosch um, that I wanted to become a professional rugby player. Now, it's interesting you say that when you did go to university, you actually had aspirations on your degree. And that was a big thing. I know a lot of people went to Stellenbosch and that really wasn't the plan. It was maybe plan B or C. So you obviously achieved that and you're now a qualified accountant, chartered accountant, if that's correct. And you're now taking a little step further by having your own business with this. Now, what, what kind of made you realize you had to have the balance between rugby and, of course, your professional interests off the field? So I think for me, I never really had the choice. You know, I wasn't a, a, a Craven Week star who got thrown in a massive contract straight out of school. I, I did the... the, the the schooling part first and then, you know, made a decision at a very late age, at the age of 24, I made the decision that I want to become a professional rugby player. Didn't mean I was going to become one. I first had to become one. Um, and I think, you know, what was key, I think, in my journey up to now has been that I've always actually had the balance, whether I liked it or not. So during Stellenbosch, when I played Varsity Cup, I was doing my honours in accounting. So whether I liked it or not, I had that balance. 
Um, mm. And then when I moved on to um, my articles, I played professional rugby for the Lions and had to complete my articles. So whether I liked it or not, I, I, I had that balance. Um, and then funny enough, so then I moved down to Cape Town with Dobbo, also was playing professional rugby and um, doing my articles. And um, I'll never forget, so in, in March 2016, I qualified as a chartered accountant and I was like, I was over the moon. I was telling Ollie Cable and Hugh Jones, you know, I'm going to live this life now that I deserve and I've been meaning to live for such a long time. You know, I'm going to have a proper off day. I'm going to play golf with you guys every week. And um, I think it took me not more than, than one month to realize that it just wasn't enough. And, and whether that had been because of all that I'd done up to then, so that balance that I was forced to be in, or whether it was I needed more stimulation, um, it's one of the two. But within that time, I decided, okay, well, this is not going to work for me. Um, I'm going to register this company. I'd had the idea for a while. Um, and I was going to go and pursue and, and build a business on the side as well. And, you know, the funny thing is, is the, the now, so now that's been, I've been doing the business now for two and a half years, you know, and, and I'm convinced that um, to have um, stimulation outside of our rugby game. Um, and I, and I define it as stimulation and not a distraction. Cause I think it's, there's a fine line. Sure. If you can have that stimulation outside of the game, I genuinely believe for your mental wellness and for your, 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 your well-being, it's the best thing that you can have. So, and, I, and I'm not saying it is to study. I'm not saying it is to, be a, um, to, to own a business. I'm saying there needs to be something else. And the, the, the better and the more passionate you are about it, I think the better it is for yourself as a rugby player. Because I just think, you know, it's so important to arrive every day at training refreshed, physically and mentally. And if you can, if you can get something that's going to stimulate you outside of rugby, you're going to then achieve that, that mental freshness. And, and, and yeah, I think the more of that we can get guys to do the better. It's a very good point because I think it also gives you a greater perspective of where your career is and what you, your, what your role sure. is as a player. Like, you know, obviously crushing losses are, are very hard to, to endure. And obviously, you know, very big wins are, are things that can also derail you mentally from time to time. So I guess you do True. see a greater perspective with your balance. What are the toughest sort of things schedule-wise that you encounter with this sort of double life that you do, do live? So um, there's a strict rule in, in my office is that um, – when I'm not available, I tell the team that I'm, so when I'm not available for, be due to rugby commitments, I tell the team that I'm at a client because the client that I'm supposed to be seeing doesn't have to know that my client that I'm currently servicing is my, is my, is a rugby career. Um, sure. and, and, and I suppose the biggest challenge from, from that I have is that rugby is very fluid and week on week, the schedule changes often. So I suppose the biggest challenge is to try and get my, schedule from a business point of view to tie in with the ever-changing rugby schedule um but i i mean i suppose been the big thing and why this business can work and operate and why i suppose i was so keen on this idea is because of technology and the fact that you know i can come off a a, a rugby session and you know there might be some downtime or and i can pick up my cell phone and i'm then in touch with basically everything else everything that my uh, one of my employees is is got in touch with in front of him on his laptop you know so technology has made it um very easy to be in two places at one basically
Sure. Now, you've also recently been appointed the president of the SA Rugby Players Association. It's clear that you have more than 24 hours in a day with all these things. <laughs> now, in, in, this, in this, I mean, obviously, you've got some very clear and uh, obvious leadership qualities. Um, just tell us a bit about what you're looking to achieve from this role and what sort of impact you are looking to make to have in rugby off the field too. Yeah, Ben, so, I mean, yeah, it's obviously a, a, like a big privilege that I, that I got voted in there. And, um, you know, I obviously accepted the nomination, but I knew that with what's going on, um, especially within the next 12 months, I think it's going to be a very big year for all rugby players within South Africa due to the changes that are going to come. I mean, we've already seen them. And, and, and I mean, just for an example, the whole rugby calendar this year has changed and I'm sure next year will also be changing. Um, I suppose what I've said is, is from the outset, my only, I've just got one goal and, and, and that is where possible just to represent the, the player's well-being at best at all times. So especially with, with the next 12 months in mind and the amount of changes that are going to come, just really try and think, um, you know, and, and, and try and look after the players, most importantly, their welfare. Um, first and foremost. Now, I think it's best that I ask you this question rather than ask a backline player. What's the process going to be? Say you get a, you get a green light tomorrow and you can say, well, we can play a tournament or whatever it may be, carry cup or there's going to be something amended. You can play in six weeks' time. How possible is it for you to get back into sort of battle-ready shape as far as a rugby player? From the non-contact point of view, I think we will all be good to go. I mean, we haven't stopped training as Stormers. We've been kept busy. Um, you know, lockdown has not meant that we've stood still. We've been, you know, we've had to um, supply our metrics to the S&C guys. So, I mean, that's, that's the one side. Um, and, and now we've started in these smaller groups. So now we'll start getting that, you know, that more um, game-related stuff. So the, the change in direction, potentially, the accelerations, but I think, you know, as you mentioned, the, the big one is the contact stuff. Um, but I, I'm pretty convinced because, you know, when I've come back from injuries and I've, and I've watched how quickly your body can actually get used to it, that, that I think if they, if they give us four weeks of contact, gradual training, we, we'll be good to go. Um, you know, it's like you said, it is a bit different for a forward and a back. For a forward, you've got the scrum element yeah. as well as the line-out element as well as you obviously, you, you know, you're taking on more physical, um, you're taking more physical bashing. Um, but, you know, I, I think that if we can get at least four weeks of incremental contact training, we'll be good to go. And then you'll probably find that, that because we all in the sense, all, as South Africans, we're all in the same boat, you know, you'll probably find that the first bit of, of, um, of contact that we take against each other we won't be at the same level as at where we finished off. If you if you think from a performance point of view, and then I suppose will also be a, a probably a benefit. Yeah, it's a very interesting time to be in, but it's just great to know that you know obviously chatting to you, chatting to other players, the guys still are in relatively high spirits. And unfortunately, it's just not going to be one of those ideal years. But you've still got so much ahead of you in your career, and we wish you the absolute best in that. And of course, we wish you the best in this um, redefining the modern career, which you are a shining example of. Yeah, thanks, Ben. Um, it's like you say. I think, I think that is the general sentiment. The guys are upbeat and just really keen to 
to get playing. And I think a lot of the guys have shared the, 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 the same feeling that although it's not great for us, you know, this, this pandemic has affected everybody. So you've kind of just got to be grateful for where you are currently and, and then look forward to what, what you can change going forward. With hopefully minimal injuries and, uh, it, and, and like renewed uh, vigor for the game. Chris, thanks so much for your time today. If you want to find out more about Chris, obviously go on to his match kit profile. It's matchkit.co forward slash Chris underscore fan underscore sale. So Chris Van Sale, that is him. He's on the match kit platform. And of course, he is a very dynamic individual who's making the most of this. And we encourage all of the sporting professionals to have an outlook like Chris. I mean, these days that we are players are obviously of a certain time period. And it's great to see someone who's progressive as this and looking forward. Thanks, Chris. Great to chat to you. Cheers, Ben. Thanks. Are you an athlete looking to better commercialize your career? Visit matchkit.co forward slash register and see what this unique web builder can do for your sporting profile.